Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey guys. I have Scott. Hello there. And I have Mr. Rob. Good evening. I haven't had Rob in a while. Yeah, I haven't had Rob in a while. No. How you been, Rob? Been good. Yeah. Life's busy. Yeah. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Summer. Especially summer. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. It's always fun. Uh, today, tonight, this evening, now... We are going to kind of just discuss stuff. Um, we haven't really got a subject tonight, but we got a kind of general direction. We're going to kind of talk about some of the training things that we got up to this week in training. And, um, you know, we've got a competition coming up. We're going to announce the winners as well of our uh, our depot competition. We're going to announce those right now, actually. Let's do Woo! that right now. So. Decal or decal? Decal. Decal. So uh, we have. Did so, we send some, hey, did we send some of the bar boys? Uh, no, I was actually just thinking that now that we have them here, we have to send them back down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were gracious enough to shoot uh, some of their de- decals. Sorry, up to us, and we will uh, do the same thing. Sure. Shout out on that one too. Shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it threw us all into a loop period <laughs> or a loop. So. Brotherhood Academy Radio Boys, they uh, are gracious enough to shout us out every week. Uh, we definitely like to repay the favor. Um, feeling the love. Yeah, we've been really feeling the love. For the last 15 minutes, we've been scouring the internet for American jokes. For American jokes, <laughs> and we found some amazing ones, but uh, a lot of our listeners are actually American. And, it's true. Um, as much as we want to rip the shit of the bar boys, we also don't want to lose half of our followers. So, um, I'm going to text a few of these jokes. <laughs> and I'm sure that, uh, yeah, they'll laugh. But uh, on their last episode, they, they said a couple of you know, comments about uh, how they, they can't come up with any funny Canadian jokes because we're all just too kind. And so we we did find these jokes and we're like, ah, these, these would really change their thoughts on that. <laughs> kind of figured maybe that, that wasn't the best thing to do. But, we're too uh, nice. Yeah, we are far too nice, eh? Um, <laughs> toss that in there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Brotherhood Academy Radio, check those guys out. They're basically doing the same thing that we are uh, just down... Um, Eastern U.S. Uh, out on the ocean, they're in uh, pretty much um, as far away as far away polar opposite uh, side of the continent. the old continents, if you will. And uh, yeah, but check them out. They're uh, they're doing really good things down there. Um, getting some good uh, guest guests in. Um, yeah, check them out. Check them out, indeed. Uh, I'm just trying to find Kev's second pick here because he picked so what we did was uh we had rob scott ash and kev all pick two names there we go okay so kev chose uh greg moore 
and this was this was through a great process of spinning down through their through the comments of mm-hmm. the post and just kind of putting your finger on something. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that what you're supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Greg Moore is one. Uh, I don't know. No. And then we have Shane Kronberger. Woo! And we have Christopher Spangler. Justin LeBouf. It's like the all name club, man. These are great last names. Yes. <laughs> Caleb Zook. Zook. Ooh, I like it. Ryan Jolly. And then like Ash it. chose two from. Did I take uh, Zook and Jolly? Yeah, you did. Because yeah, I like the last names. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I picked them. I remember those. I was like, yeah, these are cool last names. And uh, Ash chose so two, from, uh, two from Instagram, and their tags are 78 underscore Jake and high underscore risk underscore O. So we're going to reach out to them individually. We'll also tag uh, tag you all in the, in the uh, episode today, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll make sure that uh, you guys get those. What we will need from you is just you to message us um, and just uh, give us your addresses so we can ship them out to you. Congratulations. And we're going to do two with that. We're going to give you um, one of each. We'll do. And then later on in this episode, we are also going to be doing another competition. And for that competition, what are they going to win, Scott? A new shirt. A new shirt. Right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> you can do that a little bit more like. Bob Barker and no. No? <laughs> sounds more exciting. You a new shirt. A new <laughs> so we're gonna do uh, my been... my skeptical voice is on because we don't actually have the shirts in yet. No, yeah. we do not. <laughs> but yeah. you will win a new shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it might not be a DTFF shirt. It might just be a, a random shirt <laughs> from my shirt closet. <laughs> no, we're gonna get we're gonna get the DTFF shirts done for sure. Uh, we're getting more and more people ask for them, so we'll probably post something up um, with uh, with like a little poll just to see how many we should be grabbing for like initial orders and things, because um, we had quite a few people ask now. So uh, stay tuned for that. So um, Scott, you got some news for me? Yeah, it was actually it happened a couple of days ago. This uh, Philadelphia oil refinery exploded. Oil refinery, yeah, gas refinery. Um, I think everyone's probably seen the video. Pretty crazy. I actually originally thought it was uh, somewhere in China because China tends to have things that explode a lot. Yep. <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> um, but then I looked, oh, that's in Philadelphia. Whew. So it was pretty massive. And uh, in fact, uh, Rob and I were just looking on the news thing, and there was a from the Key West weather satellite. There's actually a, a you can actually see the blip from the refinery explosion on the radar shows Holy. up. That's how big it was. That's so insane. you can see the clouds, like the you know usual thing you see in the news weather, and then you see the little blip from the explosion when it goes off. So did, that thing was massive. Did anyone get hurt? I want to say five people. I think Kevin said five. This is how good I researched in my news. I think five people got injured. No one really, uh, no one died. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin said five people got injured, and I said, and, and I said jokingly, and 200 got vaporized, and no medical <laughs> response was needed. <laughs> but I don't think anyone actually got hurt. <clears throat> no. Severely injured. It was pretty massive, though. The one video was pretty incredible to watch. Some guy grabbed his cell phone driving down the freeway, interstate, whatever he was driving down, and videotaped it out his side window there. Pretty incredible fire cloud, whatever you want to call it, shooting into the air. Here it is, yeah. Five minor injuries in the explosion. It was 4.22 a.m. local time. Hmm. It's probably a couple potheads were smoking weed and looking at the window going, whoa. 
because it's 420. <laughs> 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 to get away with to get away with five with an explosion that shows up on satellite. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Um, we actually a lot of our listeners are in Philadelphia. Oh really? Yeah, good good majority of our listeners are in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I can't believe it showed up on a satellite image. That's a boom. Um, oh, in addition, um, there's some continuing. There's a video. I think it was a the what's it called? I don't know. Chest cam video of the oh body cam. cam. Um, of the shooting that took place when the firefighter got shot. Um, yeah. So it was confirmed that uh, they had given the individual Narcan, or Naloxin, as the, Naloxin. The actual, Naloxin is the medical <coughs> term for it. Narcan is the like, brand name. Um, and when he awoke, I, I think he was armed, and he, he drew a gun and shot the firefighter who was responding. Um, so it, it goes to show the danger involved in any first response. Um, and the fact that there's some protocols, like a lot, a lot of the different police agencies, they will, you know, before they Narcan people, they will first they'll search them. They should be searching the person. Um, I know Todd, when Todd, Todd and I were talking about this incident, Todd said, yeah, whenever he used to uh, Narcan people um, in Vancouver, where he used to work, they would search their pockets first to make sure they didn't have any weapons on them. Um, I know some police agencies will actually handcuff the person. So they're, because... You know, there's the there's the fact that not only are they gonna pull a weapon, but they can also like lash out and, and can strike you. Yeah, they're really combative. Yeah. A lot of the time. It's coming out. Yeah. yeah, when they come out. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I think I brought up. Well, I mean, I I tend to bring up the Gracie's survival tactics thing, and that was one reason why they they did bring it out towards all first responders is because they because of the Narcan uh, fighting people in the back of an ambulance. Um, fighting people on the street who, uh, you know, you're just a, you're a paramedic or you're a firefighter administering uh, naloxone or Narcan, and suddenly the person wakes up swinging. And you want to control them, but you're, they're also your patient, and you don't want to necessarily do too much extra damage to them. But uh, their their response, their jujitsu response is much um, less painful, I guess, <laughs> less less damaging. It's you know, it's 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 called a gentle art. That's what jujitsu stands for, and um, it, it controls a person. So that's one reason why they open it up to everybody. Do they do they have a video of just that that particular skill or tactic? I mean, it would be good for maybe a lot of us to know at least some sort of yeah. You know, I think I mean there's a they have this whole program that I have taken. You know, I want to say there's 37, 38 techniques. Um, I think the number one is the neon belly, and Carl Carl trains jiu jitsu now. Carl knows what the neon belly is. Um, I actually had a little bit of an issue a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> guys were, I don't think it was an issue. <laughs> um, had a little incident, a little incident that occurred at the uh, the old movie theater. <laughs> I'd say, like, well, we're that far in, you might as well tell Before we get into your story, I don't know how you manage to get, you go to the theater and you end up in a scrap. Like, I like how Carl calls it the theater. It's a movie. It's the Avengers. I wasn't quite yes. It's a was French Canadian. Well, so was this guy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> so I was at the movie theater watching Avengers, <laughs> and this fellow got out of hand. Um, I won't go into the whole story and the swearing and stuff, but he got out of hand. And he was causing a scene, and the owner wanted him to remove, or was trying to get him to remove himself, and he didn't really want to go. So um, 
I felt the owner needed a little bit of backup. And uh, one thing about, I think most of us is we will, we're not only here to assist for fires, we're here to assist people in general. So when I see someone needing assistance, I'll go assist with whatever skills I may have. So this fellow uh, didn't want to leave. So I assisted the owner in removing him out the door and we ended up in a little bit of a tussle and the gentleman fell. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't fall. I took him to the ground and used, used actually um, greasy survival tactics on him. And I did the knee on belly, which is like zero damage to him, but held him down really well. Kept, kept his hands away from his pockets, which actually turned out he had a knife in his pocket. Um, I, I restrained him until the police arrived and it took him away. So um, it is, I mean, stuff does happen. Like Carl bugs me because he's like, are you just walking around avenging things now? <laughs> literally, literally all he does. Like the Canadian Avenger. It's like, oh, it's like can't, even get can't get a bed, can't get a bed. Oh, I've got to go out and do some avenging. Yeah. I'll be back in a bit, love. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, too hard. stuff does happen in the world and, you know. And you're always there. And I'm having <laughs> So um, funny. On the side note to that, <laughs> so not only the jiu-jitsu is important, it's also the fact that if something did happen, like um, the individual that got shot, um, also, you know, with this fellow that I was uh, <laughs> avenging, was that avenging him? No, I don't think it was avenging him. You weren't avenging him. Um, the fellow that I was I restraining, if he him. was to uh, pull that, pull the knife out and, and possibly stab me, um, there's uh, some, a course that Todd and I are now teaching called Stop the Bleed. And we brought this up last week and I think we're gonna bring it up quite often. Because it's an important program and it's not a there's no money involved in it like there's no like we don't get paid to take teach it we're, we're teaching at it just because um we think it's important so todd and i have started doing this initiative where we're going to start teaching um friday's our first class with you guys and some local police and different agencies we're going to do friday and we've actually set up a uh the week after with some of our uh kind of our youth ambassadors for the for the area so we're, gonna, we're gonna, so our inaugural one with first responders is this Friday. Then our our youth program is going to start on uh, next Monday. And my hope, I think Todd's hope as well, is we're going to eventually get this rolling, kind of throughout the communities, and maybe get some of you guys to assist uh -huh. to look at how do we do that. Um, <coughs> because I think it's important. It's you know, if you can, you know, in a major trauma, if you can stop bleeding, it's it's one of the things that's. You know that can be easily mitigated through either direct pressure tourniquet or wound packing and you can save people's lives with it so similar to cpr so yeah. yeah yeah super important skill set i'm looking forward to it on friday actually maybe good yeah. uh so yeah there's our opening um we had <laughs> we had a bit we had a bit of a chat when we had matt on last week matt actually pointed out that uh the the shout outs that we do tend to sometimes drag on we do that we go a little bit like just random sometimes we just we talk no. and that's okay so we're now deciding that we're going to put the shout outs at the end of the show that way then you can just hear us blab and then if you don't <laughs> want to listen to the shout outs turn, turn us off, off. If you want. <laughs> i mean sadly i feel like we're probably 10 minutes in and we haven't talked about anything yet so it's true. Matt, matt's gonna probably give it's a true. shout but actually, you know, like the comments we tend to get from people are, you know, it's it's like sitting around the, the fire table with you guys just just mm -hmm. shake and just chatting the shit, and it's nice. And people tend tend to tend to enjoy yeah. it, at least for the majority. And the ones who don't have already turned off. So. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's pretty alright. <laughs> so uh, this week in training, what did we do? We throw it to Ash. 
Uh, yeah, so we did a couple things this, this week. We had uh, down at uh, Scott and my station, we did uh, um, what we kind of named as the Kill House. Um, it was uh, a hose movement uh, session um, just inside one of our burn buildings, how to advance the hose line. Um, uh, some different tech techniques and things that we can do there. Um, Scott led that side of it. Uh, and then I led on the outside of the building uh, some two and a half inch techniques, um, which brought into the snagger tool, which I can't give a shout out until later on about the snagger tool. <laughs> but, uh, but shouting out the snagger tool. Ava shouting out the snagger tool. Um, we actually brought that um, right into our training now, where, where we're showing guys the benefits of how to use it when, when it can really benefit us in hose movements, in uh, um, just hose handling nozzle work um, so yeah yeah it was really good we do have um, we've been playing around with another new nozzle which we can talk about a little bit more later maybe as well or now um, or, or now I mean, let's just go road boys yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I know you've all mentioned that, or you've, you've heard us mention uh, our two and a half inch smooth bore uh, that we have on one of our trucks that we've uh, nicknamed the Noisy Cricket from Men in Black fame. So we have another one, uh, Elkark Brass, um, with interchangeable tip. Uh, What's it, who's, it, who's it by? Elkart Brass. Elkart Brass. <clears throat> yeah. Where's our yeah. other one? Is our other one Akron? I think. Maybe. Because we're not really... We are... One thing about our departments, like a lot of departments are like, no, we're... Elkhart Brass forever, or one of the like. No, we'll just grab. We'll we'll grab whatever as long as we like it and it works. Mm -hmm. And yeah, play with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and financially as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well. Um, you know, if, if it works for our needs, we'll we'll use it. Um, if we're not too hell bent on um, names, brands, on names on brands as much. Yeah, if it does the job, we'll use it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this, yeah, we got um, the chief went to a Chiefs convention a couple weeks ago and mm -hmm. picked up another smoothbore elk or mm -hmm. brass it's our test one we're mm -hmm. testing and which I feel is the one that we were kind of leaning towards the first time originally yeah yeah um, and I really liked it I mean it's uh, um, I had a good, good chance to play with it for a couple weeks in a row there as we were running the guys through um, uh, I really find the bail is really smooth on smooth that super smooth yeah yeah really easy to work uh, the ergonomics of it I, <laughs> you definitely, you definitely yeah. won that on a two and a half. You're already lugging that mm -hmm. that monster around. Yeah, you know, I find ours, the the, the ones you've got now, can be a little bit clunky. Yeah, a little bit yeah. with the bales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like we're on the Elkhart brass one. Uh, the bale, it's just a, a smooth bale, so you can, um, like when you open and close the bale, it's it's there's no detent along the way where um, our other one is like tick 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 yeah. mm -hmm. as you open it so yeah. um, I don't know if there's a, a maintenance that needs to happen to that to keep things lubed and moving properly mm -hmm. well it's never been that really that smooth it's always been a little bit yeah funky. right off the hop it's always yeah. had a little bit of um, yeah it's just it, it wasn't smooth so anyway so this this new one here we've been playing with it um and what we want from you guys and gals, uh, maybe we'll snap a photo of it as well. I mean, it's a smooth bore mm -hmm. um, with an interchangeable tip. But uh, we're looking for a nickname. We have everything nicknamed now. So um, <laughs> this is what we do. We have 
Yeah, but the noisy cricket. Uh, the noisy cricket are two disciples, and uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the noisy. I think the noisy cricket is a big one because uh, yeah, we can literally say it to anyone now, and they yeah. know what we're talking about. Like yeah. grab the noisy cricket off the back, and they yeah. they know what to grab. It's yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's well, yeah, it's now become that thing of like it it defines tools because if you've got multiple different versions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It just defines that one is the one I think, and yeah. it definitely like Scott's head. Everyone knows what the noisy cricket is now. That's right. It's the thing. So we got to come up with a name for it. That's where you guys come in. Um, so we'll uh, toss up a photo of it. And anybody that's listening here, think of something, you know, uh, the noisy cricket, somewhere along that kind of mentality, which is crazy. Somewhat non-offensive, because we, we actually sometimes say it over the radio, grab the noisy cricket. So yeah. We can't have an <laughs> yeah, we don't want, name. you know, if, if, if somebody forgets to switch channels and dispatch, still, still here, just, you know, grab something will, offensive. Yeah, I don't know. It's not going to go well. We are Canadian. We're pretty nice. So we don't <laughs> want to offend anybody. Um, Pop culture related is usually good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And we're going to pick a winner. The one that we like the best. What are we going to do, Carl? We are going to give him a t-shirt. Boom. So another non-existent t-shirt <laughs> we're gonna give that away we, we give shit away that we don't have so that's great the reason the reason I, I I thought that we'd give away a t-shirt is because I felt like it would empower us to get the t-shirts right because <laughs> now we have to do it because mm-hmm. we said we'd have to do it mm-hmm. and it kind of forces our hand we're we'll just going back and edit this out Canadian flag shirt that's all it's gonna be yeah. there you go there you go we're from nice a, from, a, yeah. from a beer box or something <laughs> <laughs> a free shirt a Molson Canadian shirt <laughs> no we will be a DTFF shirt. We will we'll post up. We'll post up a picture of the nozzle. We'll post up a picture of the T-shirt, and the competition will be mm-hmm. called name that nozzle. Yep. And uh, the the person we pick gets the T-shirt. Plus, uh, we'll throw in the decals as well. Yeah. And maybe even a challenge coin too. Whoa. Wow, man. Yeah. Oh, that can one. I just can I name the nozzle? <laughs> <laughs> I like all those things. <laughs> I like stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. That's the smoothbore. So the did you guys get a chance to run the smoothbore, Carl? Uh, I've the, got... The one that we just did. Negative. No. Negative. Why you mean you were six months? Yeah. Well, no. What? I didn't get on that training session. Huh. Not a, not that specific station, but... No. Huh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, because... What's that? It's like, thanks for your guys' input. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get to play with the noisy crickets, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, on that particular night, mm-hmm. we were we were doing a few different things. We were um, we were doing the um, the kneel, kind of from taking from nozzle forward, the, mm-hmm. the, the clamp, um, starting from uh, aiming the nozzle straight up in the air, turning it on, to, so the nozzle actually goes to the ground, and then and then um, slowly bringing it down into the fire. Um, and I find that technique <clears throat> is really good for maybe a little higher up, like mm-hmm. fires it on like maybe second floor. Yeah. Um, but, but as Kevin pointed out, uh, on that structure fire we went to, it was he couldn't do that because when he cr- crouched on it and he aimed, there was actually a, I think a, c- a cinder block was mm-hmm. in the way, so he couldn't actually hit the fire from the crouch position. Yeah. So then he had to pick it up and hold on to it, and that's why that video is so funny, and that's why it looks like he's trying to run the. We need to post that video. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dub over it as well. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, just the minigun sign. Yeah. So it looked like you know he's you know he's kind of not really in control of it, and you know he's trying to run the two and a half by himself and kind of an odd position. Um, so we actually went over that how he could have ran it, possibly um, what I officially call the Jimi Hendrix. 
um, I don't actually know what it's called, but you basically you, you're, you're in this stance, you're in this low kind of stance, and you take your, your, your arm closest to the rear of the nozzle and you pin it into your leg so that you make, you make a rigid position, right? And you're, I'm, I'm doing it for you guys. <laughs> if only we had some sort of video. Yes, <laughs> um, and then you, but then you, then you get this, this kind of rigid stance and, and, it, and it pins everything in. Um, but it is fairly tiring and it's not really mobile then because mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of pinned in there. And the whole point of this, uh, of us holding onto it in these positions is because we want it mobile so we can move it yep. afterwards. That's where the snagger tool exactly comes in real handy. I can't say enough about mm-hmm. that snagger tool. It Tell us about it, Rob. Well, I've used it a few times on inch and a half and two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, I used it when we had a bushfire a couple weeks ago, just when Carl was actually just filling our first out unit with uh, some water off our tender and just using that snagger tool to kind of help hold the hose up over the truck. It, it mm-hmm. really is a big advantage, especially on that two and a half, like... Yeah, I, I can see in that video where maybe Kevin could have used the snagger tool Absolutely. and that might have totally helped. Well, and more so control. what we did is we in that training night we we did the, the Jimi Hendrix the um, the this, the clamp, the clamp and then yep. we uh, and then you know I was doing some stuff you know I was showing you can tie your uh, your rescue strap on mm-hmm. there's some strap methods they take a little longer. Um, obviously, you know, and some they're guy, all very defensive. Yeah, and the coil right. method. I mean, the coil method is an old school, like old timey fire method, but it's really a defensive uh, thing because once you coil that hose and you sit on it, it's like you're not moving. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a surrounded ground. Um, whereas we're trying to use a two and a half now for a, more of a offensive attack. Not mm-hmm. necessarily going in. We're not there yet, but we're definitely being really aggressive with that two and a half now. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can be aggressive with two and a half is to have it mobile. And so Ash pulled out the snagger tool. And that was like the game changer. Mm-hmm. We had um, probably our smallest member, Dane. Yep. Ran it. He didn't go yep. flying through the air. No, he uh, he was able to run it. Um, open bail, close bail, um, change direction. Which I think is a, is a big key. You can change. Yeah. You can move it around and change direction. Yeah, you can't move. I mean, larger members, people with you know a bit more body mass and strength or whatever, can move around a bit more. Um, Dane being like the smallest, he's a, a feather leg. I mean, he's in great shape, but yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's just small in size. So, um, you know, the reaction uh, as as you turn makes things a little bit more challenging. Uh, so he w- probably had the least amount of movement and stream, but it was still the most of all of the steps or of all of the attacks that, that we were uh, training those nights um he he loved it he uh um yeah it was it, it was really good and also another thing um the idea of of these uh, nights was to show what you can do um if you're alone a lot of the times we're not going to be alone there's going to be a guy right right behind you so what i was showing them um i just kind of s- Got my my legs spread. I, I planted myself. I got the snagger. Where's this going? Hey, where's this yeah. story going? Uh, <laughs> in the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> you know where it's going. <laughs> um, you really plant yourself. You get that that snagger tool. The backup person <clears throat> uses it as an anchor point as well. And it gives, yeah. And then the person up on the nozzle only worries about the nozzle. Yeah. They like they were able 
to turn at a 90 up down move around quickly um we advanced the hose line together yeah. uh it turned into a really quick attack where you can move around everywhere um and i was using one hand i had a hand free to do whatever i wanted they were using two hands but i mean it was they they could let go and just a single hand and i mean it was the mobility of it was next level with that two and a half are you doing the same like we're doing more with the inch and a half where we have that gap between the nozzle and yeah, the backup with, with that draw oh, yeah because yeah. mm -hmm. so now the only reaction that they have to deal with is that eight feet so the backup guys take yeah, a little bit taking, more brunt and he's taking the majority better of movement yeah. of the mm -hmm. nozzle man good so the nozzle man, yeah. just like when we're going interior the nozzle man only worries about what they have to do the nozzle right yeah, yeah we're not to go in uh as we as we commonly call you're not going nuts to butts Mm -hmm. anymore when you're, right. moving, when you're holding line you're we're given that that distance at six uh, yeah. you know, five six foot distance yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know keeps <coughs> keeps that nozzle move, uh, mobile and also yeah. you know the, the the backup guys do more work so it should be so the first portion of the training was obviously the hose movement stuff and then we got into the kill hex it was yeah right yeah it was kind of the way we did it was um we had basically three three stations. Well, actually, sorry, we had five stations. Mm -hmm. five, yeah, five stations. Um, we had someone run the pump on the on the engine. Someone run on the um, two and a half, mm -hmm. and then and then three guys going interior. But each guy, each of those guys had a job. And then what we did is every time we'd cycle through the kill house, um, one guy would bump out to uh, take the pump, and then everybody would cycle through. So it worked out really well. Mm -hmm. um, so. To the kill house is that where we're in? Yeah. Um, the reason why we call it the kill house, and I've, I can't, I vaguely saw this on an internet video once. This kill house idea, I was like, oh, that's great. It might even be nozzle fort, but they didn't call it that, and it was just, and it was, it was like a, like a two second clip I saw. I'm like, oh, and they were spraying, they were, we were going through a building, and they, they were hitting um, traffic cones. I was like, that's a great idea. So what we do now every year, because right around this time it's it's far too hot for us to be doing live fire, and it's plus live fire is really in focused in one area. Like we light a you know you light your your hay and your pallets on fire, and it's in one room, and it's not doing exactly what we want it to do. It's not rolling down the hallway. There's not fire everywhere. Like we don't get all the technique, all the skills we want. For the most part, it's like a pencil or maybe like, you know, a quick attack kind of thing. So this way, what what we what I was doing is I'd get the guys. First thing we do, I uh, had uh, on the first night, we had the guys door breaching. So um, first person stepped up and I think there's a video coming out. Video will be released tomorrow, actually. That one's going up. All right. So almost in coinciding with this episode. Yep. Um, we did our door breaching. Now the episode, the video that you have is when we train a neighboring department. Um, but essentially we're doing this exact same skills. Mm -hmm. So, uh, first person on the line, first person up, they do the door, they check the door, they do the breach. Um, and then they start pushing in, not, sorry, not that that person doesn't start pushing in the nozzle person starts pushing in. And then what I do as the, uh, kind of the instructor, uh, and the reason why we call it the hose kill house is because it's very similar, like in my mind, I, and then when I say it, guys know what I'm talking about. I envision like, you know, when the SWAT team goes through a kill house. And, and or a military unit goes through a kill us and they shoot targets same idea so as the guys go in I, I say fire in front and then they you know so as soon as they open the door I'm like fire 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 and then they open them they open the nozzle so they should be on uh, fog pattern I said good and then we turn it off they move up 
Say fire to your right. So now they should be on straight stream. So it's it's a lot of like guy like it's a lot of quick techniques they need. So they have to f quickly roll back to the straight stream, hit the fire up top to the right, and then I'm like, okay, moving down the hall, and then they move down the hall. I'm like, fire's getting hot, so they drop down low. They start doing the crawl, like the um, the slide. I say fire on the hallway, and then they do kind of the inverted. They do the horseshoe, so wall, ceiling, wall, kind of push down the hall using that water, and then what we have in our in our um, one of our burn buildings, it's kind of a search building as well. We have a long hallway that basically it's a secan, and down the middle is a, is a, a long wall, and then at one end there's a door, and then doors at either on the other ends. So basically, it ends up you're going in a U around these hallways, and what that does is it. So the guys have to basically hit four or five doors. So every time they hit a door, they have to reset, get the nozzle person set up, check the door for heat, push through. Mm -hmm. So it's constantly like, it's a really good drill for communication, movement, lots of uh, nozzle work. We do it off of air. Like we don't, we don't have our air packs on or anything because I want them to concentrate more on uh, the nozzle handling and the hose handling than worrying about their breathing and all that stuff. So it's, it's like, we talk about layering, but now I'm taking away one of the layers. So layering doesn't work always go one way. We can take away some of the harder layers. Like eventually we can layer everything on, but now we're removing some of those layers like the air and the fire. And now we're just going to this. So we're just skill developing. Um, once they get down the hall, check the door for heat, keep moving. And one thing we did, um, I was showing them like a, kind of an emergency uh, procedure where we drop right down to the ground and you basically wrap your legs around the hose like you're climbing a rope. And now you're laying kind of sideways and you can see the fire and it's actually, and I was doing it more for an emergency thing. And some of the guys are like, this is like a great technique just to do. Cause you basically, you're laying down and spraying water and it's actually quite an easy method. Uh, Cause the guys that did it, they're like, Oh, I don't think I'm gonna use that on a fire from now on. <laughs> Lazy. Lazy. <laughs> so we moved to the kill house, doing all these different techniques, moving up and down, you know, and I'm yelling fire here, fire to your right, fire, uh, you know, down the hall. So that way they have to do longer streams, shorter streams. Um, eventually they get to the end of the, um, the kill house and then it's like, okay, this room's on fire. I'm on a pencil, high, low, and then vent. So then they had to come in and they had to vent the window, even though there was no smoke, but they would, so what we were making them do is again, I think we have a video right now out um on hydraulic ventilation we have two we have the initial with the tick gun site which is right. the which is the one we did in our kill house so Correct. um the tick gun site one i made i was making the guys uh the backup person goes over the shoulder of the nozzle person and they uh the nozzle operator has to use that tick um just to look through and get their hose pattern just right to to do a proper hydraulic ventilation yeah no smoke or fire but it gets in that in that realistic kind of training and we have, yeah, our videos on that. And then we also have a video on what it would look like from the outside with real smoke and fire. And yeah. that's a really good video. I didn't even know you had that video. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a it's great, a uh, and I can actually see one of them, one of the members from the outside and the uh, other agency you going, whoa, he was like, yeah. You can see, because <laughs> it, was, it was the first time that you had ran through a, the group to, to do that portion. Mm -hmm. And of course they were standing out there waiting for that to, to occur. Yeah. And so you, that's why you see like the initial stream comes out and then, you know, you can see them adjusting, you can hear them hitting the sea can. Yeah. And then as soon as he gets that cone through that window, you, you just instantly see that smoke happen. Right. Yeah. And then it's just pouring it. And like you said, in, in fact, uh, you had mentioned it in when you had reshared it, um, that you, cause you were in the room, it went from, 
think you said like 1200 degrees down to 300. Yeah, about 300. Yeah, yeah. in like seconds. Yeah. So not only does it help clear the smoke, but it also really quickly and dramatically decreases the temperature of that room yeah. as well. Yeah. Rob? So I got to do that scenario on Thursday um, as a nozzle man and as the backup. Uh, and both are really good to go through because as a nozzle man, uh, you get used to that kind of that uh, knee slide, if that's yeah. what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, for hose movement, um, getting used to that because I don't do that a lot because usually I'm not yeah, on first guy. truck. I'm usually the pump guy. <laughs> it's good to get used to that, but also getting used to um, being vocal with the backup guy. When you find a door, I've got a door. He bumps up, mm -hmm. checks for heat. You know all that type of all that type of communications. It's good to go through that, uh, and then as the backup being the guy carrying the tick uh, not only that the first thing would be is when you get to that lazy fireman move as you if you want to call it that where, <laughs> the, where you lay it down and um scott showed me afterwards um after i did it was to maybe get three or four feet back from the nozzle when you lay down and get your, not that far okay well <laughs> but back back a bit so that you can maybe swirling action yeah, it's the same idea as like uh, this the, the, the clamp slide thing um you want to just be able to barely touch the tip of your nozzle to operate it um yeah. but you want to have that whip that distance is because yeah some guys were hugging it like right in front of them like they're hugging their teddy bear i don't know if you have a teddy bear <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's, it's and when it's right in front of you it's very hard to control but when yeah. it's up here it's way easier yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. And then the last thing with that is being the being the backup for the nozzleman with the uh, with the tick is yeah, sure. We don't have any smoke, and yeah, you can see the window in front of you. But getting uh, getting used to that held out far enough where mm -hmm. he doesn't have to fight to see what he's seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also, I know when we practice uh, practice this with fire, smoke, air, um, to is still getting used to hearing if you're hitting something or if you're getting that clear shot out the window um yeah completely completely yeah and that's the <clears throat> one of the one of the comments on the video was um do you use a straight stream um or do you do you uh -huh. use a like which do you find better straight stream or a cone and you can you can do hydraulic ventilation uh, <clears throat> with a straight stream but just a straight stream through a window will not create the pressure that you need unless it's a very very small window mm -hmm. you know it's just not going to work you need to create that venturi effect which means that you need to have that window basically almost fully encompassed with that circle of water going through to create that that pressure and pull that smoke out if you don't get that you're not going to get the the right pull and it's just right. not going to work it, i kind of likened it to you and i in the comment i wrote it was a square a picture a square and then draw a circle within that square that barely, like just, there's like a small gap on either side of that circle in that, that square. That That is what you're looking for. You need that cone to do that. And yeah, you can do it with the straight stream if you whip the nozzle and you whip that water through the window in, in like a fan motion. But again, practice, difficult, takes time to learn, but yeah. it can definitely be done. And I, I don't know if we've ever talked, um, what we're currently trying to run right now is um, our two and a half, we're looking to make smooth bores. Uh -huh. 
for two and a half because it's a nice big water, nice deluge, and then uh, all of our kind of attack lines are are um, fog nozzles. So we have the kind of double whammy going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also our two and a half, it's it has a tip that we can um, unscrew and and attach that uh, extra line to make the to attach that kind of follow up line with the inch and a half. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Like these two and a half <laughs> nozzles, you can shut them off, throw the inch and a half attack line, and transition that mm-hmm. way without too much delay mm-hmm. yeah you don't need to shut down the truck yeah. to do it you can just literally just close that bail and yeah. switch off the end onto a onto a single one and a half so with that scenario too having run the pump a little bit um with running that smooth bore and running that attack line mm-hmm. uh, at the same time um having that pressure regulation for that smoothbore because it's not effective over 100 psi it's really more of a lower yeah. pressure you know 70 mm-hmm. to 90 psi somewhere in that area um where it will really throw the water whereas um yeah, like we talked yeah. about before it it really sputters out the end mm-hmm. if it's a high pressure it's really not effective and you're not as accurate you're knocking the hell out of the guy trying to hold them yeah awesome. mm-hmm. um yeah that's one reason why we wanted to have pumping as one of our um our stations, just one of the stations because yeah. uh normally the guy you know we just we turn the you turn the truck pressure up to whatever pressure you want to run it at you know because um, you want a 100 psi the nozzle tip on a, a fog and uh we just run the trucks at that but now with the two and a half you got to be like <clears throat> okay this one has to be two and a half should be throttled down a little bit because it's you know we can that's we were finding that 70 psi was the best because you mm-hmm. know with friction loss and stuff um because i think it was 50 at 50 yeah so they're rated 50 psi 210 gallons? 210 on the, on the yeah. bigger, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we were, we were running at about 70, you know, we were kind of guessing. We didn't mm-hmm. do the, you know, I know there's, like, math things you can do, but <clears throat> we were, you know, we're more like, hey, let's, is this, is this working? Are we going to be that exact? Is it ever going to be that exact on the fire? No, we're going to be more realistic. So we were running at about 70. We found 70 was a good rate off the truck for the couple links we had going. Mm-hmm. And, but then the, the operator also had to run that inch and a half that was inside at the 100, 110-ish yeah. PSI for the guys going on the inside. So it's, it was a little bit more um, tricky for the guys running the truck. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I wonder how that is going to affect, especially if we're running um, a two and a half outside, inch and a half inside. Um, with the the gate valves, the ball valves, whatever we're using on the truck, um, oh, like if they're a nylon inside, the down. wear the wear on those is there not that we want to keep adding things to the trucks, but is there like a pressure reduction for the two and a half that could be put in at because we've got them off the rear discharge, right, yeah. something we could put in there. Yeah, the the only concern I'd have is once we get to the. The knockdown phase. We we need we need to jump. Back. The, we need to bump the pressure back up. But right? there must be a way, like a regulate, so you can yeah. turn About the knob to a certain thing yeah. to regulate. So now you need more pressure. You just yeah. I mean, you know. I'm not a truck guy. <laughs> I still think the trucks run on fairies and dragons. Yeah. Well, because, <laughs> so I mean, because we're <laughs> there's some yeah, wizard yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like my thinking is, of course, being the truck operator for quite a many years, is that we get used to running our 
trucks at 100 or 120 because we're using our combination nozzles, our fog nozzles. <clears throat> and these smooth bores are kind of new to some of us, right? We yeah, really don't there. discuss them, don't talk about them, don't use them, whereas they're used a lot of the city guys. Other departments. Well, we're, we're using it more lately. We've just never really played with the pressures. Yeah. Which is yeah. now, finally we're getting any new. opportunity to pull that thing off now. Like it's the <laughs> oh, yeah. first thing the guys it's do. The thing for. now. It is like two and a half big water every time. Yeah, but a lot of the truck operators are not used to that, right? No. So we're, no, and that's we're, right. Still, we're, still, we're still running it high. Right. They're like, oh, it's big water. We need to run it heavy. Big pressure. Yeah. yeah. So it is definitely something we're noticing. It's one of those learning curves that we're going to have to get used to. Yeah. Um, as a truck operator is what's coming off the truck are they running that two and a half are they just running that two and a half knocking it down to an inch and a half Um, i mean the good thing is our mainly our two and a half is run off the rear discharge so maybe it's like i think spencer pointed out maybe we put a a label on that on the rear discharge uh lever you know remember run this at Mm-hmm. Uh, this rate because no, really we're only running it's the two and a half off the rear discharge off the we're not running discharge. off any of the yeah. other ones no. um, for the most part I don't think we we may one day on a really big fire but then it's like that's a one off right. and we're going to be grabbing the spare combo nozzle at that yeah and that one so. runs at a higher rate so yeah yeah. Um, yeah so that is something we should look at more I mean we are getting more into the two and a half usage mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a thing now it's you know, it's definitely an attack nozzle we haven't carried it inside with us yet on an attack one day it may start pushing its way in a little bit because uh-huh. yeah. uh, some fires I can think of well Ash brought up the uh, trust fire when the when the big plant was on fire another big warehouse fire and we got there in time I would like you got there in time to see it done. to be able to do an interior but at the time we only had an interior inch and a half and uh-huh. like you said it was like <laughs> I think that, it was nothing I yeah. think that fire two were still limited water resource because there was no nearby was a okay I remember seeing that's, that's what the news said oh really no, I, remember, uh, I, remember, I remember seeing the hydrant on scene good yeah. no no I know it was yeah. at the yeah. north end of the entrance I remember being on the first truck in on that yeah. and mm-hmm. seeing a bladder and tender and yeah. really? being on an inch and a half with mm-hmm. this raging inferno yeah yeah <laughs> thinking back Eight now six. what would two two and a half really a couple of two and a half mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny now that we because we did this drill this last week where we were running the two and a half and then guys would so they the kind of the way the cycle worked we'd have one guy running the two and a half then they'd go over to run the inch and a half uh-huh. and they're like this is so easy the inch <laughs> and a half thing. like you know when you when you first started the firefighter like oh man this this fire hose this inch and a half fire hose is so hard to control they get knocked in my butt and uh, now it's like this thing is like it's like running the garden hose after you run the two and a half by yourself mm-hmm. after you get learn the skills yeah yeah yeah, the uh, <clears throat> Marshall actually, Marshall reached out and asked a couple of questions on it. So we're going to do a video because I think some of the way we talk about it and describe it, we understand what we're talking about, so it makes sense. But yeah. Marshall was saying, you know, it's it's difficult to think about what you're doing to, to do well, that. we're speaking a different language, too. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's true. It's fair dinkum. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, that's yeah. So we're gonna do a video of that too. <laughs> did, I, did I just swear at him? No, no. Oh, okay, no. good. <laughs> he was, uh, he's like spot on. Oh, perfect. Fair, fair play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair shout. <laughs> it's a beaut. <laughs> was it a budgie holder as well? <laughs> the old budgie holder. Yeah. yeah. Budgie catcher. Budgie catcher. Sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Those are some speedos. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, 
Yeah, the... <laughs> uh, here we go. <clears throat> the, um... The big water is, like, the 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 thing we always go to now, I find, for everything. We're putting it out on... Dumpster out fire. On dumpster <laughs> fires. Big water. The whole dumpster's just moving. Dumpster rolls away. <laughs> yeah, oh, why, why not? <laughs> I mean, just move it right out of our area. Have we, have we run... I guess we haven't really run a test off the new nozzle. What are... How long a tank lasts on the truck? On well, when it was on the other one, on the noisy cricket, it's like five to seven, five minutes. Yeah, it was about four or five minutes, it. but no. we were only running that. Um, like last mm. week, we were running because we had the inch and a half going a yeah. lot, and we also had the the um, the soon to be named nozzle mm-hmm. running. Um, we were going through a tank every few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds. Um, and the tender had to go run out and get more water, which was sort of a makeshift extra station. Yeah, the tender, uh, tender, tender, work. tender work as well. Because yeah. our training ground doesn't have a hydrant right where we right it's a, it's a little ways away mm-hmm. I wish which sure is very one. similar to real life yeah. where we have multiple structures which yeah. is cool I mean yeah. that'd, that'd be a really good training night multiple structures one tender I think one night I did uh, I thought I did multiple structure fires one night didn't I didn't I do that one I night in the scenario I thought I did that mm-hmm. well I remember when we first got that noisy cricket we took one of the trucks down to the training grounds and mm-hmm. yeah ran it to see how quickly we could run out of water and it was like we ran it out of the back parking lot did you yeah, yeah we were down the train was like two and a half minutes it was like that's about four yeah. no yeah it was. was it yeah no we yeah it was 200, 200 gallons a minute and uh and 800 or 1000 gallons so what is that I'm pretty sure <laughs> four or five minutes I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure we ran it out at two and a half minutes when I ran the truck to the bays, <laughs> but but I can be wrong. <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, with the different size of tips that we have, or could use, how long each one. It's definitely worth it. the test. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's always worth. Because I know we've got what one nozzle on there that we're going to try for a period of time and yeah. Yeah. see how that works compared to the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was the Kiohouse. Kiohouse works really, really well. Uh, it's a, it's a good, it's good technique. And like Scott said, with that, with that layering, um, and removing a layer just so that you do end up concentrating more on one thing as opposed to lots of things. It doesn't mean that we don't train with BA all the time. Uh, we don't train with BA all the time. We no. need to sometimes remove that to increase the fact of what you're, you're trying to look at. Mm-hmm. But Again, when later we get into it, we then add all of those things back together. And you're way more comfortable and confident with something uh, after you've kind of done it, like on the minimal, and then you've added those extra things. Because you know how the other things work. You know how that thing plays out, right? Yeah, I I think what what Carl just said there, most of our training, so if this was in the fall where we were burning, we would have done this as stage two in a learning process. And by stage five, there would have been a fire raging with a potential, you know, patient on the inside. So we, we would have gone through all of the skill sets that we just learned over, over the past month. And now we have this big scenario where there's, you know, you have to have full SCBA. Um, there's going to be a rescue. There's going to be uh, an attack team. You know, there's, there's many, many steps to it where everything <clears throat> comes into play. The nice thing about this is it's, all of that's kind of stripped down where you can work on... You know, clear communication. You can work on um, just the skill set that we were really trying to hone in. Well, the one thing I did, uh, we limited the number of guys in the attack to mm-hmm. three. Only three 
and what was happening was uh, when we get down the hallway and we hit the pinch point, bump. Um, well, we we couldn't bump up because we only had three guys in the attack. Right. So um, the the backup guy had to do a lot more work because he had to go run down to the pinch point, unpinch the hose. But now his partner's like way ahead of him, so now he had to run crawl back down the line, find his partner. Oh, we need more hose. He goes to crawl back down again. And the door control guy's doing as much as he could, uh-huh. trying to get that that snake going inside the door. Of the S. Um, so there's a lot more work, and you know they were coming out there like sweating, and they're like, "Oh man, that's a lot of work." And then it made them realize how important it is to have that extra person to bump up to get to the pinch point and mm-hmm. clear hose for them. Yeah. Um, and you know some fires like that structure fire we were on, we didn't have guys, we didn't have enough to because um, there was people run, there was people on different sides of the fire doing different things, breaching and stuff. So our manpower was used up. So it was it was only three of you guys on the attack. Um, you and Warren doing. Uh, kind of the attack slash search and uh, JP running the door control. So weren't really able to do a bump up if you needed to. It was a pretty open building though. It was, it was. I mean, you don't know that when you go in for no, sure. No, for sure not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The hydro event, the hydraulic event, um, if you haven't seen the video yet, take a peek. No, that's, a, that's a really good one. Um, we... We use that one fairly frequently, um, and it tends to tends to go quite well. So what we're gonna do, I think, is um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. So as we have moved things now, <laughs> as we have shifted things around, shout out's gonna take an hour. <laughs> shout out to Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. For all your rope needs. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Uh, Yep. <laughs> uh, Chief Miller Modus. Uh, <laughs> like that. Read them all. And that's it, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Chief Miller uh, shares all of the content uh, um, from across the World Wide Web, which is great. So check him out Facebook, Instagrams, Twitters. Um, if you haven't heard of him yet, I'd be shocked. But yeah, check check him out. Uh, he's gracious enough to share us. He's uh, he helped us out. Uh, got some challenge coins made up, which we still have uh, some of them left. Which it sounds like we're gonna be throwing into a bit of a giveaway. Um, so that's great. Uh, Modus, so they're the Snagger Tool door wedge guys. I'm not uh, sold on Snagger Tool yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what? Just talked about it for like twenty minutes straight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of... They, they, if you go and look, it says this thing does a million things, and, I mean, it does, but it does a handful of things really well. You can use it for and, other stuff yeah. on there, but honestly, like... You can break break some glass, you can... Um, it's to, right you can throw it ninjas. It's like, yeah, it's a great hole. It's like a throwing star. <laughs> Hang your hat off of it. Yeah. The biggest thing you can hang your you can you can hang it off a door and hang yeah. your coat. Hang your coat like hot <laughs> down. But uh, <laughs> the biggest thing for us is that hose movement. It's yeah. uh, it works great, and I'm sure that's. I mean, it works great for hose movement for uh, tightening couplers, mm-hmm. things of like 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 that. It it does have a lot of other you know features and functions to it, uh, but. For us, that's what sold it. Um, that's why we're buying them, and we are buying them. So that's uh, I think like I've said in the past, uh, uh, these guys aren't aren't a sponsor of ours. 
Uh, none of these people. None of these shout people out are. outside of Chief Miller. I'd say that's a, a sponsor. He uh, gave well, they've us all some, they've all given us some stuff to test yeah. out, or they've given us you know RZ with the masks and yep, Snagger Boys. And, mm-hmm. But we're not making money nope. off of any of these people. Negative. So we're uh, not making money at all off no. any of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we would sell some shirts. Yeah, we sell some damn shirts. So. We made some de- decals. Some decals. Some decals. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're we're buying these things, and I think that's that's the biggest thing to to really get across that we believe in the stuff that we're that we're talking about. If we didn't, we wouldn't talk about it. Mm. Uh, I mean, if somebody gives us a product that we have zero use for, we're gonna be honest about it. Yeah. Um, so man, this this shit sucks. <laughs> um, Are we gonna be that honest, or we're just not gonna talk about it? <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably be honest. I think we should be honest. I think at the end don't, of the day, don't come up with a shitty product. And let's get some. Let's let's. Have we had any? No, no, we haven't no. actually. No, everything everything we've been sent has actually been useful and good. Yeah, maybe, and maybe if we think about yeah. it, like you know, if it wasn't for the initial portion for the masks, now we're going to be getting like the entire department's getting these masks. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Snaggers, masks. The RZ masks. The Snagger tools, same thing, right? Yeah. Like every member's going to be ended up well, getting one yeah. eventually. In the yeah. end, every yeah. member. So yeah. I mean. Like we're kind of right in the middle of our budget, so mm-hmm. uh, or our our budget year, sorry. So all of our money's allocated already. I mean, we do have funds, but we can't just go drop all this random money mm-hmm. um, with all these other expenditures that may or may not be coming yeah. up in our area. Yeah. Uh, however, we do have some funds, and we are rolling out a initial purchase of X amount of these uh, Snyder tools. So um, we do have a safety budget which is a little bit larger which is why we're getting um every member is getting an rz mask so Eventually. are they coming we went with uh that's a whole yes the, an- <laughs> the answer is yes they are coming once we order them just, <laughs> just like the dragons in oh, I thought we yeah, ordered the them. first four seasons mm-hmm. of yeah. game of thrones that's winter. It's uh, no winter is coming. Not the coming. dragons. <laughs> no, they were. They were. No, they kept. Remember, kept talking about like the, the dragons and the dragons, and, the, and then you never seen them for like eight years. Anyway, in eight years we're gonna get RC masks. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. Oh, I think I might have. Need told a credit the guys, card. I think I told the guys around there. Way. I'll use my credit card. I can use your credit card. I mean, how much is it? Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be like. Should I get my credit card number right now? Be a few grand. Seven is more than three, two, nine, zero, one. What's that three-digit code in the back? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, Where are we at? I, see, this is why it's a good idea to move them to the end. Thanks, Matt. Because see what we do. Yeah, because every, everybody's gone. <laughs> we're the only people left. They want to hear the code from the Zenas. Oh, yeah. This is where the gold is. Oh, right, is. shit. Or, <laughs> shit. <laughs> we're shooting shit. Um, the code is not shit. Modus. <laughs> yeah, the code in. is not shit. <laughs> Modus. Um, DTFF5. Um, yes. There's a discount code. Uh, hop on there. Um, the Snagger tool, the door wedge. Um Anodizing, engraving. Uh, you can. There's a bunch of different colorways. You can get it to say basically whatever you want. Uh, we got ours to say GTFF because that's who we are. Yep. Um, RZ masks. Uh, right now they have. They're going to give us a code specifically for us, but we have one that goes uh, um, for all. Public safety. Is that what it is? Public safety. Boom. See, this has taken me like six weeks, but I remember now. Um, So it's 30%, I believe, right? Yeah, 30% off um, 
from RZ Mass, so check those guys out for sure. We went with the uh, M1. It seems to work for us. Quick on and off. Um, well, it's... actually, we haven't went with anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> when Scott gives us his credit card, <laughs> it'll be the M1s. <laughs> Perfect. The M1s are our choice once the purchase is made. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we got, um, what do they call I am responding for all of your responding needs. Uh, we're, we're working with them. Uh, who else we got? We don't have a code for them yet, do we? We don't, no. No, but if, uh, I think if anyone, like, signs up through a link that we've got on our page, then we get, like, a free month for the department, which is, like, uh-huh. I don't know, like, 18 bucks. No. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. Much. We don't, uh, It's not, yeah. yeah. Like, it is what it is. We, again, you know, if we talk about it, it's because we use it and we like it. Yep. It's yeah. as simple as that. There's other, there, there's other companies out there doing the same thing. And, yep. I mean, you look on Facebook, there's a couple firefighter pages where they discuss everything and anything. Um, and they, they talk about all of these uh, companies that do the same thing as I Am Responding. Uh, and there's people that say that they love I Am Responding. There's people that say that they, well, we like this other one better. But they all seem to come back to they do a very similar job. Um, we've, we've had good success with these guys, and that's what we're running for now. And, yeah, check them out if you don't have anything yet. Uh, StopTheBleed.org. Mm-hmm. StopTheBleed.org. Yeah. Um, if you're a first responder, EMR, paramedic, etc., Sworn law enforcement, um, you can take the course and then become an instructor, teach it for free. You're not making any money, but you're helping people survive. Spread the knowledge. Potentially. So, um, go check it out. Look at that. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like I say, tomorrow, because this, uh, this episode will be coming out 2 a.m. tomorrow morning, uh, we will be releasing our uh forcible entry forcible entry video which will be scott ash and jp it was again recorded at the same time when we were teaching the neighboring department um when we had them down for that weekend so uh there are there are a couple of points i think there's one point where the helicopter there's a helicopter yeah it looks cool but there's a there's a moment where it just it's yeah. not completely legible what you're saying but i think yeah. you ended up stopping anyway so right. for yeah i did for the helicopter yeah um yeah, nothing groundbreaking. Nope. You know, it's all mm-hmm. it's nothing like we're, we didn't come up with this stuff. It's all taken from other um, sources. Um, so what we use, what has worked on yep. several fires now, um, several forcible entries. There's obviously way there's you know if you if you watch the truck company guys in in New York, they have mm-hmm. you know hours and hours of training they do on just entering different doors. Like you know if it has this type of lock, if it has this kind of bar on it. Um, you know, for a volunteer department in a small rural area, which we are, um, this is really what our bread and butter for forceful entry. Um, pretty much every door we've come across, we've been able to do these, these couple really quick techniques. Um, we don't come across a whole lot of really heavy duty commercial doors. Um, yeah. And again, just to reiterate, because again, you always get the internet trolls. It's, oh, that's not how you do it. That's not how it's supposed to be done. You know what? It goes again, and I'll say it again. Like, if you know something and you're showing something, who cares if it's not the way that you do it? Does it work is really the question you should be asking yourself. And everything that we talk about on this podcast are things that we do that work for us. And it may not work for you. If you, you know, we've had a few people reach out. So it's quite a few people, actually, training officers, especially, that say, you know what, I really, we learned a new technique from you guys. We're now using that. We don't do that because in our area, this is the case. We do this instead. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Love that. 
but as soon as we start slagging off other departments and other yeah. techniques and try, yeah. it, it literally breaks down what we're all supposed to be doing which is spreading the knowledge sharing it and making sure we all try and get better from it so never take what we say as gospel we do things that work for us they may not work for you but we hope that by talking about it, it might give you some idea as to maybe a different way of looking at it maybe a different technique or just open another door for something else right yep yeah and like i always say if you don't like what we do at all um you can ask us a question on how to start your own podcast and carl will be glad to tell you how to do that <laughs> right absolutely you can <laughs> Uh, and then we'll probably promote you too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Any more for any more? So because we've lost all of our listeners <laughs> and we have an explicit lyric thing on oh, our side, I don't care. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, come oh, on. Oh, 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 which one are you going to do? The, huh? the canoe? Yeah, I think it's pretty all right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Isn't that good? Really? You can do are the canoe nice? one. I don't know. Do the canoe one. You don't know? The canoe one's How many good. have we dropped along the way? The canoe one's good and it's old. Yeah, it is. Everyone just heard it. You don't have to say the F word. You can just say it. Just, it's it's close. Yeah. 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 Okay, anyways, go. All right. Go. So, back to the bar, boys. What's the difference between American beer and making love in a kayak? Anybody know? They're both effing near water. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than their joke. Better than their joke. And that's all we had time for. Ash. That's all I got. Scott. Oh, good night. Rob. Good night, (laughs) y'all. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe.